Mr. Pineda, is it? Liam leaned over the choppy gap between the pier and the boat. A scruffy-looking 50-foot-long vessel, made of wood and ringed by old, bald rubber tires, slung over the side to protect the paint-chipped gunnel. An old mint-green canvas awning stretched along most of the length of the deck, shading the weather-worn planking. Halfway down, a wheelhouse, little more than a toilet cubicle-sized shack of loose wooden slats, and a viewing shutter propped open by a small straight branch from a tree. It Captain Pineda! Tall and whippet-thin, skin so dark that the whites of his eyes seemed almost luminous. This me lunchman, this Mrs. Pineda! Liam was stumped by his Creole accent. Sorry, this is... Me lunch! He slapped a hand on the side of the boat. Me lunch! Uh... Maddie was equally bemused. Adam stepped in. It's his launch, his boat? Pineda nodded his head, a threadbare and faded captain's cap, one size too big, wobbling uncertainly on top of his wiry coils of hair. Shimi River lunch, Mrs. Pineda. Named it after your wife, Maddie nodded approvingly. That's really sweet. Pineda's already round eyes widened further with a look of mock horror. Nah, not after me lady, no more, she gone. Pineda hawked and spat venomously over the side into the Coco Brown River. Gone away, she fly off with another man. He crossed lean muscular arms across his chest. Good and gone, me beauty here, she now name after me ma. He grinned, a dazzling smile of big bright crooked tombstone teeth. And didn't need no new paint, she still misses Pineda. Introductions were made under the watchful gaze of a growing gathering of the curious that congregated on the pier. Skin and bones river fishermen and their boys in tatters of colorful clothing, many sitting cross-legged on tire bumpers like a penny theater audience. They watched as they knitted repairs to holes and tears in their fishing nets, studying proceedings intently, regarding the odd-looking gringos and chattering among themselves. Special attention, though, was directed towards the extremely large, towering and muscular gringo, Bob. Clearly none of them had ever seen a human this size before. Pineda helped them load their supplies aboard. Several boxes of canned beans, bags of rice and flour, and a dozen jerry cans of drinking water. He stowed them in the shallow hold beneath the planking deck. As he emerged from the hatchway, the midday rain arrived with the suddenness and intensity of a power shower being switched on. Adam had warned them about that. It came almost as regular as clockwork, the noon monsoon. For half an hour, sometimes for an hour, an intense deluge that brought every activity to a standstill until it passed. Gray lances of rain speared down from a thunder-heavy sky and dashed the river all around them. The awning above them drummed deafeningly, and they had to shout to each other to be heard. So where's our guide? Maddie yelled into Adam's ear. He should be here by now. Adam looked around. Their audience had hurried for cover with the first stings of rain. The pier was a vacant space now. Rain-slicked planks of wood and hummocks of rain-soaked netting. I told that fisheries bloke that we needed him to be here by midday. As if on cue, they spotted someone jogging along the quayside towards them. A knapsack slung over his shoulder and a twisted and battered brawly held over his head. Liam was standing out in the rain at the prow of the launch whooping at the intensity of it. He stopped when he saw the little man approaching. Hey, is that our guide? He called back. 
his words almost completely lost in the drumming roar beneath the awning. The man, and he was little, finally pulled up beside the boat. Son ustedes los que viajan por el coco? he shouted from the pier. Adam shouted back. Do you speak English? The man nodded. You are the ones who want travel down the coco? Yes. Adam leaned over the side and offered the guide a hand to help him aboard. The man ignored it and jumped effortlessly, frog-like, off the pier and onto the deck beside him. Then he grasped Adam's hand and shook it vigorously. Billy, he crowed with a shrill voice. You call me Billy. Adam beckoned for him to follow under the awning and, finally out of the rain, he shook Liam's and Maddie's hands. He did a double take before allowing his small, delicate hand to be enveloped by Bob's gorilla paw. He was very short. Just spare change over five foot and a squat.